Oh. Oh, shoot. Love you guys. Good morning. Good morning. speak to what happened on thursday and friday i wasn't here so i'm gonna say nose goes not my fault whatever happened if you're upset i don't even know what to do we're gonna talk to bill russell uh in 8 15 in the next hour gonna get a little debriefing joe vagnone says he's busy this morning he got so many calls left over from friday he doesn't have time to come on the morning show today so uh, uh we're gonna talk to bill russell at 8 15 also have lieutenant governor mark robinson calling in at 7 30 Going to talk to him about education, going to talk to him about business, going to talk to him about the current status in North Carolina, uh, see what's going on. He is running for governor, uh, and we want to talk to him, get uh, some ideas of what, what, what his thought for the future. We're going to figure that out. We're going to work on that together. Uh, you can get at us on social if you have any questions. 844-STUDIO-4 is the phone number. It is wide open. Going to have to hear from Joe Berg later on. Going to have to get some rundown on some sports, see what's happening I, I didn't watch really any sports over the weekend. No, I take that back. I, I watched about seven minutes of the 3M uh, golf tournament yesterday. Homeboy was up like 12 strokes. What's his name? I don't even remember his name. Look, I'm sorry. Was up by like 12 strokes. He was, it was like 23 under par. And I said, I think he's going to win. And then I turned it off. Did he win? I don't know. Joe Berg's going to let me know. No idea. Bill, it's good to see you. Sir, it is great to be seen, brother. So uh, Thursday, Friday, I wasn't here. We had a little crossover, right? Uh, you weren't here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I wasn't here Thursday, Friday. Uh, how, how did the rest of the week work out for you? It was awesome. I had a good time. Yes, it was a good time. That's, that's probably the best way to describe it. A good time. Okay. Well, and if that's what you're looking for in the summertime, that's what you're looking for. That's great. Correct. Now, you know, school is fast approaching for people, right? They're getting back to the routine. They're finding their rhythm. Some people start today, you know, and I don't know if this is a nationally recognized holiday or not. No, 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 not school. Oh. They use today, though, to start getting their routine back. That first week Ah. of August. You got to get the alarm going a little bit. Maybe you only hit snooze half the amount of times you've been hitting it. Uh, Maybe you have an alarm and you haven't had one at all. And that's, that's different. That's unique. But it's that time of year, Bill. So as we approach uh, a new school season, what are you hoping to learn this school year? Basic math. <laughs> one plus one? Yes. One plus one, uh, hopefully some science stuff. Um, 
I think I need to also focus on um, some civics and economics. Ooh, we definitely need to focus on civics and economics. We have plenty of that to, to go around as we enter a new uh, uh, election cycle. We, we do have, uh, maybe we'll dissect something for science. Wouldn't that be fun if we dissected something just in the middle of the studio? Noah found this lizard in the yard and wanted to dissect it right there. It was already dead. But he wanted... The curious he, mind. He started pulsating the head a little bit, just squeezing it. I said to myself, okay. is this a little... <laughs> are we a little off right now? Is this natural? Uh, good morning, okay, yeah. Do I let this happen as a parent? Should I not? You know, at one point, like, is he going to have a complex when he gets older? I'm trying to figure that out right now. I, I just let him have at it. I said, yeah, that's what is that's what an animal's head does when you squeeze it, buddy, right there. Let's not do that again. That's not very nice. And uh, so, you know, you don't want to overreact. Because then, like, sure. then he's traumatized. Like, right. whoa, 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 dude, dude. Like, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to freak him out. Sound advice. So I just played it. I played it cool, like, hearts racing inside. Uh, but I just let him play. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the head. Okay, let's redirect, redirect. Here's a ball. Let's, right. Let's, you want to practice your swing on baseball? Daddy, I can hit both ways. This is easy. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, it's not that easy. Well, I guess baseball is easy, so maybe that is. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that part out later. It is if you were playing the Yankees last night. Oh, did you guys sweep or what? Did not sweep, but got the big win. Uh, first time the Orioles had been on ESPN in five years, and they showed out. Wow. First time in five years? Yes. For- I mean, we, we've, had a, we've had a rough you know, five years. Five years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is that like the threshold for baseball? Like you got to make it to ESPN. Is that, is that kind well, of it's just standard? nice. It's just nice to see your team on the, on the big screen on the, yes. On the national stage. But you watch Oriole games all the time, don't you? Correct. Yeah. I watch it on like mass and two. What is that? Uh, mid Atlantic sports network. Oh, okay. So it's so like a co-op kind of sure. scenario. Yeah. So like a, like a sub channel. Correct. Correct. Okay. Well now ESPN's big time. For sports. I'll say. That's what they do. That is what they do. That's pretty much exclusively <laughs> what they do. Similar to how MTV used to play music videos, right? ESPN still does play sports. Right. And, Some people might be growing up and be like, music videos? Yeah, what is that? What are you talking about? Although it's, I feel like music videos are making like that comeback, or they have been for a while. A lot of songs, a lot of music videos out there if you go on YouTube. Sure. You know who's not on YouTube right now, I don't think? Us? Us, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Dr. Fred on Friday got us flagged on YouTube. But that's fine. You know, if, if they want to suppress information and content, that's what they want to do. And there's nothing I can do about it. Here's the workaround, though. Go to WSICnews.com and watch all the content live. Sure. That's how you get around that. There's, yet, yet. There, there's no filter on it. There's no stopping the content from flowing. Look, Dr. Fred's a doctor. He went to medical school. Got a license. He reviews a lot. He's super smart. And so if he's got a particular thought process on COVID vaccines, let it be, baby. Let's, let's hear all the ideas and all the information. That's what it's about. I got to hear all the other nonsense. So why can't I hear the other side of the equation? So anyway, so if you're looking for us on YouTube and we're not there, now you know why. Blame Dr. Fred. Give him a call. He's at Lowry Drug. He's probably there this morning already. Go ahead and give him a call. Uh, let him know, hey, you got us blocked on YouTube, Fred. And that's okay. Nobody's mad at him. It actually means we might be doing something right. You know, if you start getting, getting suppressed, your ideas getting shunned you might be onto something you might just be onto something i don't know who knows uh daylight donuts has opened up uh bill they're back open they opened up last week while you were gone they were closed they had a little hiatus going on did you make your way to daylight donuts at all i have week? not okay so we're gonna have to go by there you're gonna yes. have to chat with them uh great 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 crew over there and what a phenomenal donut yeah you don't have to pull my leg no donuts we can eat all day indeed i think i might switch that you know remember supersize me the documentary? Yes. Donut hole me. 
<laughs> what do you think? You think it plays? Yeah, I'm with it. Okay. 30 days of just donuts. Just donuts? But here's the rule. No Krispy Kreme. Like any donut but Krispy Kreme. Right. I can't. I know why. Did I tell you? Look, did you hear last week? Oh, my gosh, Bill. So my mom's side, right? Completely dropped the ball multiple times. And I said, okay, well, dad's side's holding on to it. So you heard, you heard about Tony Bennett, right? Um, I did. Passed away. Yes. Come to find out, my grandma on my dad's side, same thing. High school date, denied him. Bro, what am I supposed to do? How many, how many misses can my family have before I get upset at them? Mm. Like, what's a reasonable amount? What's a reasonable amount of times that I just have to let these things pass before I can start saying something? Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, it's going to come down to like Thanksgivings and holidays. You know, you might have to do some cutting in line, you know, some, some boxing out. This is for 1982. Right. You know, if there's one more deviled egg, you know, you got to, that's yours. That's, <laughs> I can't trust you guys with this. Right. I can't trust you with right. it. Right. Well, uh, you know. I, I, just, I just figured I'd let you know. I'm, I'm gonna, sorry about that. No, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate the sensitivity on it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Good morning, LKN844 Studio 4. Coming back, word of the day. Now, more stimulating talk for Lake Norman Statesville with Justin Kazepis. It's Good Morning LKN on the new 1059 100.7 WSIC. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. Bill's on the sticks. Today, July 31st. I always have to sing the song to myself. 30 dates, half September, April, June, and November. All the others are 31 except for February because it's weird. That usually gets it. That's how I have to do it each time. So depending on where the month falls in the song determines how long it takes me to know how many days are in that month. Bill, do you use fun songs to remember things um yes yes i think think so i, I believe i do um what's your I, favorite I, what's your favorite nursery rhyme to help get your day going dead air <laughs> um i don't know you should have asked me to, you know, think of this. Yeah, ahead of time. I got no nursery rhymes. You know why? Because I'm an adult. You know what my, you know what my nursery rhyme is? It's wham, 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 wham. It's my alarm. That's pretty much it. That's then I, it. I pour me a cup of black coffee and I get to work. I put my boots on. I get to work. There's, there's, there's no nursery rhymes, children, when you get older. I come home. I keep my feelings to myself. That's I it. eat my dinner. I go to bed and I wake up. Wham, wham, wham. That's it. I do it again. Every day. I love it. Normal routine. <laughs> Nothing better than that right there. Maybe some flapjacks on the weekend. I, I did enjoy your song just now, though. I, oh, you did? I Thank hadn't you. heard that one in a while. It's been a minute. But I have to sing it to myself every time. Right. It's just routine. It's a habit I don't know if I'll be able to break. It's a good routine, though. Sometimes I, I'll keep it just in my head instead of singing it out loud like that. But it's really fun when you're in just a random circle of friends and you're trying to make your next point and you just start singing it. 30 days, has September. Yeah, so April was a really good month, wasn't it? I had fun. That's, so that's how you can do it. So you right. can just keep that party going. So, All right, it's time for the word of the day. Haven't had one since Wednesday. Well, Thursday there was a word of the day with Bill Russell, but Joe Vagnone wasn't interested in the word of the day at all on Friday. Uh, word of the day, this is where Bill gives me a word, and I've got to guess the definition. Bill, what you got? Today's word of the day. 
And forgive me if I mispronounce this because it's a lot. Somnambulism. 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 I think I could help you with this whole Pan Pam situation right now. Somnambulism. Okay. Somnambulism. 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 Okay. This is no. This is English, people. Just so everyone's aware, this is English. Okay. Uh, it is a noun, so it is a person, place, or thing. Maybe. Correct. Correct. Okay. Although I believe in my sentence, I use it more of like an adverb. Um, Which is what? Mm, describe something I do. I don't know. Is that, I still is that don't a know verb? What an ad, <laughs> adverb. No, but I'm describing something I do. I don't know. We're going to get adverb up So here you describe soon. what you do. What you do is a verb. To describe what you do is an I'm adverb. Adverb. That, that kind of makes sense, though, right? I, we can make that Adjective up. I'm okay with it. <laughs> You're not going to. Phone lines are open. Who's grading the test today? Correct. Um, so would you like to hear it in a sentence? I'm going to definitely again, need it in a sentence. I'll say later. the word again, somnambulism. Is there an M on the end or that or an N? Somnam? Is there an M anywhere in there? There's a S-O-M. S-O-M. N. A M B U L I S M. Somnambulism. Yes. Somnambulism. Booyah. Okay, go ahead. Last night, I somnambulistically made my way to the fridge. Okay, now you threw a conjugation of the word differently. That wasn't ism. Somnambulistically? Yes. Adverb. Okay. <laughs> Describing the adjective. The verb. The verb. Of, which is a noun person. Or doing the adjective. All right, read me the sentence one more time. Last night, I somnambulistically made my way to the fridge. Like a zombie? Somnambulistic? Okay, like, that, like, you're like, actually pretty close. Like, uh, like in a state of not all the way there, halfway asleep, zombie walking, uh, I mean, apocalypse. Justin, I'm proud of you, man. Good job. Thank you. Um, you're, you're pretty close. Okay, would you like the definition? I think I'm going to need it at this point. Correct. Somnambulism, an abnormal condition of sleep in which motor acts, such as walking, are performed. Somnambulism. 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 So, uh, in, as the Monday begins, somnambulism may be appropriate. Correct. I'm sure some kids, when they are... Uh, getting back in their school routine, are acting very somnambulistic. Or som somnambulistically. Are acting somnambulistically. Yeah. Correct. Just kind of sleepwalking it through. Okay. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a morning for you. Yes. That's just Mondays. Yes, this is Mondays. And expect more. There's more where that came from. Octothorpe somnambulistic Mondays. Correct. There you go. Throwing, throwing back to a previous week. You see how I did that there? I love it when you do that, my kith. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, pretty good. All right. Well, there's your word of the day. There's your word of the day The where Bill gives me a word and I have to guess the definition. Because what we want to do is improve. We want to we get a little better. 1% one, 1 better each day, right? Somnambulistic. Somnambulism. So if, you're, if you find a, someone sleepwalking in your house, stop. Halt. Somnambulism person? Something like that. Correct. Or you could just say your child's name. Yes. Also appropriate. Yes. There's multiple ways to answer that. I, 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 speaking of sleep, I was 
you know, falling asleep while, while on vacation. It's a little different, you know what I mean? Because you're not in your bed. You're somewhere else. You're, you're not in your normal routine. So I had an opportunity to watch a show I hadn't watched in a while. Fear Factor. Bill, you ever watch Fear Factor? Absolutely. A staple. So Joe Rogan hosted the show back in the day. Right. Young Joe Rogan. Full head of hair Joe Rogan. Yes, it, it was full head hair. Weird to see now. Yes. Weird to see now. Uh, but full head uh, w- would do these feats. People would have to come in, whether hold their breath, uh, put something together. Here's the one that always gets me. Eating random insects. And, and at some point it became not just insects, like cow's brains. <laughs> like, pick this conveyor belt of cow's brains as a plate comes out, you have to, with your mouth, pick up this cow brain and bring it over to this bucket on the other side of the room and drop it in that bucket. And whoever can carry the most heaviest weight of cow brains with their mouth across this room will win. Is that really a fear? Or is that just let's be as crazy as we can and make people just do weird stuff? Right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's strange. Now, now, when you're in the water tank in the dark in freezing cold water and you've got to go down and unlatch the, the valve, Correct. okay, that I could understand as fearful. That's pretty fearful. But if I'm, if I'm just, you know, going about my day and, oh, by the way, here is a plate of cow brains that you have to eat. Oh, would you like to sit in a tank full of scorpions and geckos and get stung while you move these magnets up the wall? Certainly. Absolutely. I don't know if I'm fearful of that, but I might be. I definitely might be fearful of that. So was able to watch Fear Factor. Don't know if that really helped me go to sleep, if that was appropriate. Maybe shouldn't have chosen that for my pre-bedtime routine. Slept like a baby, though. Just instantly was out. I don't know why. I don't, I'm not saying I would do the show and it'd be like super easy by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that like you 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 could do it and not be semi-athletic. I feel like almost now with the way TV shows are, Fear Factor is kind of like the B squad of American Ninja Warrior. Because it's not like that it's so astronomically difficult that you can't, like you have to have some physical capability to do these things on Fear Factor. Am I wrong about that? I mean, I like the challenges because they really broke the broke the bank with their production i saw one episode where they have to drive a car up a ramp that car goes into the water right and then they're submerged they have to get out and grab a flag and you know swim back to the top it was definitely like late 90s early 2000s cinematography on fear factor right and it's just like hard cuts, like like they're jovial, like oh man, I'm Joe Rogan. Nice to meet. Are you excited? Okay, let's do it. And he like pick, pushes the person by like behind the back. Right. Get out there. Right. And then and then after one contestant goes, you know, they just forklift that thing out of the water. Yeah. Reset. Yeah. Let's do it again. And some of them like okay, so probably like the ones that that are the most athletic, quote unquote, I would say, where you have to hold your breath. So there's a couple where like you have to get the vest off of you and you're underwater and like some people they don't realize like if you're you you don't want to be first for any of these and so one like you're dangling six feet over the water okay we're gonna lower you in but it's not like a gradual lower it's cut the line you drop in with your weight vest and you're in the water and so if you're first 
I mean, you could pretty much guarantee you weren't going to win that round. Right. And that makes it difficult. I, I literally saw another one where they put you on the front of a truck and you're just like harnessed in there and you just have to grab flags as it like drives through like these styrofoam, you know, but you're just on the front of a truck. Yeah, they call that one the teddy bear. Yeah. Amazing. That's, that's pretty great much name. great name. Pretty much what you are at that point is like like Toy Story three. You're Correct. just strapped to the front of this thing. Correct. Uh, but it was a good again. It was a good show. Should it have been my bed time routine on vacation? Probably not. But right. I slept like a baby, and it was phenomenal. It was a good time, and uh, so that was one of the the many activities that we did. We watched TV. You know, because what do you what else do you do on vacation besides watch TV? You know, because you can't do that at home. You can't just turn on the tube uh, at home and just watch it. So you might as well do it when you're on vacation. Hey, it's your vacation. Man. That's you might as well do what you're gonna do. You know. So uh, had a good time with that. So good morning, LKN. When we come back, we should have uh, Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson uh, yep. on. He's the, on the phone. With he's us. on the phone, hanging out with us already. Yep. Excited to talk to him. Uh, I had a chance to meet him a few months ago. You talk about a guy with ideas. Talk about somebody who's got got some ideas uh, for for our state and for for the people here. To because all we really want is to make it better. That's really what everyone's looking for. And we may not agree all the way on everything, but let's throw some ideas out there. People want solutions at this point. I'm tired of the nonsense. We want solutions. Good morning, LKN 844-STUDIO-4. We're coming back. More Good Morning LKN with Justin Kazepis is coming up on the new 1059 100.7 WSIC. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis, Bill's on the sticks. It's Monday, the last day of the month, but there's hope. There's hope because tomorrow's the first. We move on to the next month. And, and as I recover from, from, from the time away, I'm excited because today we're joined by Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. Now, Lieutenant Governor, I was talking before the break that I was watching Fear Factor last week. Did you ever watch that show, the old school Joe Rogan? Did you ever watch it? I did. I watched uh, I watched that show quite a bit. Uh, back what, what was your least favorite uh, thing that you would have had to do had you been on Fear Factor? Least favorite? The worst the worst thing I ever saw on that show was they had slugs on on glass, and these people had to eat these slugs off of glass. I, I would have gladly walked away from that. There's no way I could have done it. That's the one. Anything else, you could put me in, in, a, in an electrocution chamber, but don't put me near the slugs. I'm the same way. Like the yeah, random I saw, food ones. I saw a few. I saw a few of those that had to be closed up in those closed-up spaces. I don't believe I could have done that one either, but... That one thing with the slugs, I thought, nah, there's no way, no way, couldn't do it. <laughs> Could watch it, can't do it. So, okay, I appreciate, I, we appreciate yeah. your time. Um, you're on the road, you're all over the place these days. You, you're a man about town. You are, you've got some ideas flowing. Uh, congrats, by the way, too. You, you have contributed to the success. North Carolina now being rated the number one state for business. That's got to feel pretty good. Absolutely, that's a, uh, that's a huge, uh, huge uh, win for us. And, you know, it goes right back to something that I've been telling folks uh, as much as I can, wherever I can, about uh, how conservative principles work. Conservative principles translate into conservative policies, which work. You see it happening in states all across the nation, in Florida, North Carolina. You see it in Arkansas. You see it in Texas. You see it in these places where you have these strong conservatives 
You have a strong leadership, conservative leadership in legislatures. They're making, uh, they're applying conservative principles into policy, and it's working for their states. On the other side of the aisle, that is not the case. Those places are falling apart. If I look at uh, one of the pieces of education, right, because we, we both know that education is a chain breaker for people. You're big on apprenticeships, and, I, and I, I see you going around talking about apprenticeships. What's the future of education in North Carolina? What's the big vision that, that gets us and moves the needle? Well, what I really would love to see in education, I'd love to see us move away from a lot of this social engineering. Uh, we hear a lot. Uh, I sit in st- state school board meetings every month, and I hear a lot about words like equity. I want to get away from words like that and get back to words like excellence. Uh, we've got to get back to teaching our children the basis, basics. You know, we spend half of our state budget. Our state budget is a currently sits right now, not the new one, but the current state budget. I believe it's about $27 billion. We spend $14 uh, billion of those dollars on public education. And statistically speaking now, our children cannot read on a grade level. That does not bode well for education. And I love to remind people of this. I don't believe that's the fault of our teachers or our parents or our students. I believe that, that uh, the blame can be laid directly at the feet of an educational bureaucracy in North Carolina that just simply does not work. It simply does not work for the parents, teachers, and students. It's not seeking out excellence. It's not getting back to the basics. And uh, that's what we've got to get back to, reading, writing, and mathematics for those in grades one through five. And then for those higher grades, we've got to start setting our children up for success by getting them career ready. That means teaching them how their government works. That means teaching them how capitalism works. And that means teaching them how to take advantage of the talents that they have inside of them. My wife is a kindergarten teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher at a charter school, very different mantra. She was at a Title I school um, as part of CMS prior to. Very different when you talk about the bureaucracy of schools. How much regulation do you think we need at a state level versus allowing the local individual district to make decisions for the students? I certainly believe that we need some oversight. Uh, to put up guardrails to make sure that everybody's playing by the rules and playing fair and do all the things they need to do. But I think there's far our, our, bureau, our state-level bureaucracy is far too big. I think we need to reduce it. And quite frankly, I think we could probably reduce some of our local uh, bureaucracies as well. I think it goes right back to being fiscally responsible. And it goes back to actually putting the control back to where it belongs, which is with our, uh, with our parents, with those teachers, and with those principals. Allow them to run those units. Allow parents to have the right uh, to have the uh, to have control of their children's educational destiny. Allow that teacher to have control of that classroom, and allow that principal to have control of that school to run that school like they they need to. Each community has its own different needs. I believe each uh, city and uh, municipality has its own special needs that it has to meet. Let those folks meet their needs. Uh, the bureaucracy, again, needs to be reduced for financial reasons, but for, for more than that, it's for performance reasons. Well, and the performance reasons as far as just the, the process, that can be handled uh, you know, locally. I, I agree with you on that. From the fiscal perspective, I, I, there's a lot of schools that need a lot more money. How do we, how do we pay for this? Cause I think everyone would agree we, we, we're okay with paying for good schools so long as the dollars get used, but how do we pay for, for this? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not sure we need more money. I think we need to redirect some dollars. We need to be more fiscally responsible with our dollars and make sure that we are putting the money where we're going to get the best return. I believe one of those places is directly with the teachers. We need to start paying our teachers like professionals. 
the fact that we we don't pay our teachers like professionals is is very disturbing to me. We need to pay those folks as professionals and hold them to a professional standard. And I believe that is one of the ways we need to redirect dollars. It's not so much that we need more money into the system. We need to just make sure that the money that we are putting into the system, those dollars are being spent effectively. And I think if we do that, we can see some real substantive changes. The Republicans uh, throughout the state are talking about moving toward a zero income tax level for the state of North Carolina. Are you in agreement with that? Do you have hesitation on that? How do you feel about that as they work toward that through the future? I I, I would love to see that happen, uh, but I, I think it needs to happen at a, at a, at a, a, a pace that's going to be commiserate with continuing to help the state to grow. We still have a considerable, a considerable amount of investments to make in parts of our state that we would love to see grow in the eastern part of our state and uh, in the western part of our state and on our coastline. We still have a significant amount of investments to make in those places to help those places to grow. So I, while I would love to see taxes go down to zero, I think we need to temper it uh, with the moves that we need to make to make investments in those places so we can grow our economy. You know, I've been saying this for a long time. We have talked endlessly for years about growing our economies in the east, growing our economies in the west, uh, maximizing our potential on our coastline. We have the ability to do that now. We're the number one business destination in the nation. Revenue is higher than it ever has been. We've got great, uh, uh, we have, a, I believe, a $3 billion surplus right now. Uh, let's see about trying to invest some money in those places to help this state grow. When those businesses come here, we want to show them a state that is ready for business. And so I'm totally in favor of getting that tax down to zero, but also want to temper it with making the, the investments that we need to make to help the state grow as well along with that. You're from Greensboro. Bill, uh, our full-time producer here, went to Greensboro College, worked there in Greensboro. What's that transition been like for you as you as you were there in Greensboro, but now you've got to focus on the whole state? It's hard probably to let some things go that are just happening, you know, only in Greensboro, only in other places because you want to see your home, home succeed. So what's that transition like for you and, and now as you look to an even higher level of governor? It's very tough sometimes not to get involved at the local level, you know. But I have to always remind myself that, you know, that I'm a, I'm a, a state-level official. Uh, I have to have confidence in the people who are uh, taking those fights on at the local level and believe that they are, are going to, you know, fight those fights and, and win those battles. Uh, there is, a, uh, there is a, a real need right now in Guilford County and in Greensboro for some serious change politically. I uh, have some great friends there in that area that I think we can help on the back end to, to, to facilitate some of those changes. But it has been tough to stay silent a lot of times because, uh, you know, you don't want to get directly in the middle of those things. You want to have confidence in the people that are there, uh, your, your, your fellow conservatives that are there, that they can make those changes. And I believe that we do have people in those areas that are going to be able to turn the tide uh, in Guilford County and in Greensboro. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. Justin Kazepis on the phone with the Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, who is um, running for governor here in the state of North Carolina. We are about to take a quick break on radio, but Lieutenant Governor, we'll stick with you through um, through the break on digital. So WSICnews.com, also Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. We are video streaming.
streaming live there as we do all of our local programming. So we are going to stick with Lieutenant Governor. We've got a couple more questions for him. Going to get a little personal with the Lieutenant Governor here through the break until we rejoin with our radio fam. His, his time is short and we are grateful. So we'll be right back, radio family. Stick with us, WSICnews.com. All right, Lieutenant Governor, we are still here. We are on just the digital stream now while the over the air takes the commercial break. I got to ask you, uh, look, you came out and endorsed Trump. There's people that wonder yeah. like, hey, is he just doing it just to just to do it in line with everybody else and picking sides? I mean, give us the inside, man. Like, And I don't want to spend a bunch of time on it. You're your own person. Give us the inside. Why did you choose to go ahead and endorse Trump? Oh, absolutely not. I, I, I chose to endorse President Trump for one simple reason, and it's this. Uh, President Trump is being attacked uh, by the news media, by the Democrats, by the leftists, by the globalists for, for, for a few reasons. Here it is. The one thing this country needs to do more than anything else, the, the, or the three things it needs to do more than anything else, we need to secure our border, we need to become energy independent, and we need to rebuild our military. President Trump was well on his way to doing all of those things when he was president. And that is the reason why the left hates him. That's the reason why the globalists hate him. And that's the reason why the media is complicit with them and attacking him. Now, any Republican who goes into office uh, in 24 is going to need to do those things for the survival of this, this country. If it's not, it doesn't matter if the Republicans win the, win the seat, we'll lose this country. Any Republican, anybody who does those things is going to be attacked just like President Trump does. Now is not the time for us to be running away from our champions who are going out fighting the fights to save this nation. Now is the time for us to get behind those folks. And that is the reason why I endorse President Trump, and that is the reason why I believe he needs to be president in 2024. It doesn't have anything to do with politics. It has something to do with somebody having the guts to do what's necessary to save this country. And President Trump has the guts. He's done it before. His policies work. We all know it. And so I'm behind him 100%. There's a lag effect, and, and that's what you're talking about, is that the policies that were implemented, let's say, from 2016 through 2020, we are now starting to see some of those effects. Some decisions have an immediate consequence. What, what are some of the biggest issues you're seeing right now um, as it relates to current law on the books at the state level? I missed the last part of that. You cut out. No, you, what, what would you say are some of the biggest issues you're seeing right now on the books right now at the state level that you want to see changed if you get into the governor's seat? Oh, definitely. One, one, uh, one of my top priorities, along with the education piece, of course, but one of my top priorities is going to be a reformation of our state agencies to make sure that our state agencies are on board with helping our state to grow. Now, what I, what I say, what I mean that is not that our state agencies are cutting corners or allowing businesses to cut corners. We want our, our state agencies to, to play strictly by the rules. We want them to put those guardrails up to make sure that everybody's playing by the rules, playing fair, and playing safe. But at the same time, we don't, we don't want our state agencies to be agenda-driven, and we don't want our state agencies to run for the existence of themselves. We want our state agencies to be Johnny on the spot, to be ready to be able to deliver the goods for businesses that are already here and businesses that want to come here. Because here's what's going to happen. We're that number one business destination right now. And those businesses are coming here and looking at the state. But if they come here and look at our state and see that our agencies are, are, are over-bureaucratic and they're, they're, they hold too much sway and hold businesses back from growing, hold areas back from growing, they're not going to come here. They're going to go down to South Carolina. 
They're going to go to Tennessee. They're going to go to Virginia, places where they believe uh, those agencies are operating correctly. Now, again, this is not an indictment on our state workers. Our state workers are great folks. This is an indictment on our leadership in this state. I believe the governor, the governor of this state, Roy Cooper, has missed a huge opportunity to step up, do some reformation in those agencies, and get those agencies moving forward on highway projects and other infrastructure projects across this state to help this state grow. But I think that's one of the biggest things that we really need to do, really get inside those state agencies and make some substantive changes uh, to how they operate so that they can help uh, facilitate the growth of the state economically. We've rejoined our radio fam. Good morning, LK. Justin Kazepa is talking on the phone with Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. Lieutenant Governor, your time is precious and we appreciate it. You're working hard for the, the for North Carolinians and, and wanting to see everyone have the equal opportunity to succeed. For you, um, what's it been like going around the state and seeing all of the different communities, which you've done for years, that's not new for you, but as you look at it potentially from the seat of governor, what what's that like whenever you're looking at an individual community and wondering, hey, what, what is best for them in the future? Well, that's, that's been the one thing that's been the most enlightening to me is how you can drive from Raleigh and then head east uh, in the state and you can see some of the economies out there that are depressed. And then you meet the people in those areas and you find out that these people are, have great energy, great talent, great abilities, and you wonder, what is it that I can do as an elected official to help facilitate their success? What is it that I can deliver to them and then move out of the way and watch them grow? And that's the one dream that I really have. That's the one thing that I would love to see uh, as, my, as my tenure as an elected official, whenever, whenever it ends, is to look back and say, hey, I was part of the group of folks who started the process to transform the economy of this state, to grow it from Mur- really grow it from Murphy to Manio. And uh, I think that's the one thing that I've learned more than anything since I've been in, in this position. A big seat as governor is DOT. That's a big portion of what, what you know, part of your responsibilities would be at that highest yeah. level. What's your take on, on it right now? Infrastructure is a huge conversation. We're busting at the seams right now. I mean, I, I can ask you the question, sure. too, like schools, how do we pay for it? How do we get to a point? I don't think we ever catch up, just personally. I don't think we do, which is a good problem to have in most sense of the word because of the fact of mm-hmm. how popular our state is. But how do we at least move forward and move the needle? Again, I think it's not necessarily how we pay for it. I think more than anything is what do we do with the money that comes in and how do we redirect those dollars for the best success? Uh, Right now, when it comes to uh, success in the classroom, uh, our current superintendent is a big champion of something called uh, uh, the science of reading. Uh, They're applying some of those principles in the classroom right now, and the numbers on that look very, very encouraging. They're very good. Uh, They're showing a lot of improvement in reading. Uh, which is the uh, absolute basis of education is reading. And as I said right now, uh, statistically speaking, our children can't read on a grade level. So uh, fixing that problem is not going to be so much about money as it is about redirecting dollars and uh, a sort of a reformation of our our, uh, priorities in the classroom. Uh, So I think more than anything, that's what it's going to take. Of course, it's going to take dollars at the local level for some of our – burgeoning communities and some of the communities we want to grow. But I think that goes right back to the issue of making sure that we're fiscally responsible to have that money ready uh, and set to go uh, when the time when the time uh, comes. 
Uh, and we certainly have that now, and I believe we'll have it in the future if we continue to grow and continue to grow our revenue through growing business. Uh, but uh, uh, as far as making sure that the economy grows across the board and how we do that uh, with uh, how we do that with the funds that we have now, that's going to be a conversation that we're really going to have to have uh, between the House and the Senate. And that's what's really going on right now. There are a lot of folks, I believe, in the House that want to go ahead and make some of these investments, want to go ahead and give some of these pay raises, want to kind of delay lowering taxes. And the Senate wants to go ahead and lower taxes now. But I have full confidence in both groups of people that they're going to be able to do that and come to a satisfactory agreement because uh, we've seen in the past, we've had a lot of naysayers. We had a lot of naysayers back in 2010 when we had our conservative takeover that said the state was going to go broke. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, these guys and gals in our, in our Senate, in our House, uh, I know they're going to apply those conservative principles. They're going to get together. They're going to work hard. And our result, results are going to be great. So uh, I have no doubt that we'll be able to pay for all the things that we need to pay for coming up in the future. Republicans with the supermajority right now in the state of North Carolina able to override the governor's veto these days. If you were sure. to win or any Republicans to win, and let's say the Republicans hold on to a supermajority, I, I, you could do whatever you want at that point as a, as a party. So what, what do you think becomes top priority? What's your top priority if you get in that governor's seat for the future to make things better? The top, again, the top priority is making the moves that are going to be necessary to continue to grow our economy and to fix the, the uh, issues that we have in education. That would be one of the things that I would be most pleased with about having the governor's seat and having a majority in the legislature is that we could finally make some substantive moves uh, to make some reformations in our, in our education system. Our education system does not work. We have a state school board that's comprised of elected officials and people who are appointed by the governor. Uh, that entity has to work with DPI, which is, is headed up by an elected official who has several members, uh, who have several uh, employees, that, uh, from what I understand, that she cannot uh, fire. And then we have uh, the local agencies. And those three entities uh, sometimes do not play well together, and it does not bode well for our students. And so we need to do some serious thinking in North Carolina about how we administer education. And there may be a need to make some substantive changes. And we'll be able to make those changes if we have uh, all those pieces. And I would love to see that happen because we've got to set this state up. The state set up great economically. We make the right moves there. We can continue to grow. But we cannot continue to grow if we do not have, uh, we're not feeding our economy uh, with work ready, a work, a work ready uh, workforce. And that comes at the behest of a great education. So fixing those substantive problems in education, of course, is going to be a top priority. You've got a faith-based background. So as a man of God, what's what's it like being also at the same time an elected official? How, I'll, you're on my prayer list, Lieutenant Governor, but how, how do you balance that sure. between being a man of faith and having to deal with the people and situations you've got to deal with as an elected official? It's very tough sometimes. It's very tough to to sit back and uh, and realize that you know uh, you have to you have to you have to make your stand for what you believe in and hold on to your principles and hold on to your beliefs. But you also have, we we also have to understand that we don't live in a theocracy, that we live in a constitutional republic. And while I should take my principles into the chamber, uh, I cannot take my religion, so to speak, into the chamber. I cannot force my religion on anyone else. I cannot force my view on anyone else. Uh, I can certainly use the principles of my religion, 
when it comes to the policies that I want to, uh, to, to uphold. But I've also got to give leeway to those who don't think like me. I know one of the big issues that we're talking about right now is gambling uh, and making gambling legal in the state and opening casinos across the state. You know, there are a lot of people who disagree with that. I am I'm vehemently against gambling. I don't, I, I don't have any use for gambling. But at the same time, I realize there are other responsible adults out there that that's what they want to do. And uh, who am I to tell them they can't if they have elected people who have decided that that's the, the route that they're going to go? Uh, my job as an elected official is not to tell people what they can't do, but uh, to try to mitigate the damages of anything that they may do or have out there uh, in, that, in, that, in that way uh, to make sure that we get the best result out of it. And, and gambling is one of those things. If someone was to ask me about gambling, I'd tell them, no, I don't gamble and don't think anyone else should. But who am I to tell someone else that they can't? So sometimes those things are very tough. You talk about the issue of life. It's the same way. I wanted, desperately wanted a heartbeat bill. Uh, when we uh, were having the, the discussion about life. But uh, it came out in 12 weeks, and, uh, you know, I have to be satisfied with that because we moved the needle back. And I'm also greatly satisfied that our legislature chose to step in and add some substantive changes to some of our uh, system uh, to help after uh, that child is born. Because it's the one thing oftentimes conservatives we leave out. We fight like to save these children in the womb, but then oftentimes it seems like we forget them after we're born. We've got to make a strong demonstrative statement that we're standing for life, not just in the womb, but all the way through life. And so I was glad to see that as well. But, again, you have to allow yourself to be patient uh, a lot of times as a, as a Christian or as a person of faith to know that, you know, even though we don't live in a theocracy, you can't rule by uh, uh, just by your own opinion, uh, that we can, if we apply our principles, we can get the best results. Maybe, maybe how we get uh, all of the, the elected officials to have that same kind of mantra, let's put them in a room, fear factor style, with like cow tongues. And so you got to either sign this bill uh-huh. or eat the cow tongue. Maybe, maybe that cow helps. Tongue, what do you right. think? That's right. I don't know if that'll work or not. You know what I think will work even better than that is this. We start, and I've been saying this to folks, if we start teaching our young people in the classroom how their government is actually supposed to work, in the future, we're going to see a government that actually does work because those young people won't tolerate some of the foolishness that's been tolerated over the last few decades. Uh, the public education system has not taught folks how our government is supposed to work uh, completely. I think if we get back to those basics in the classroom and teach those young people how it's supposed to work, then the new crop of politicians that they elect, they'll force those folks like they're supposed to. They'll hold their uh, feet to the fire and make the government work the way it's supposed to. There you go, so Lieutenant. The people are really the power in this country. L- Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, we appreciate so gracious of your time, sir. We definitely appreciate it. Hoping only the best for you, sir. Praying for you. Keep keep working for the people of North Carolina. We're grateful to have you. You got it. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. Now, more stimulating talk for Lake Norman Statesville with Justin Kazepis. It's Good Morning LKN on the new 1059 100.7 WSIC. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis spills on the sticks. We just hung up with Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. We're grateful for his time. Uh, sharp guy, but but just like, self-admittedly, just a country guy who, who who's called to do this and He's got ideas. I like ideas. I like solutions. I like talking about things. So, hey, if you're a candidate, you want to talk, we can talk. It doesn't bother us.
A couple of interesting points, I will say. One, the funny part is about Fear Factor, and then that would be his no-go. Again, I go back to the food ones. Like, having to eat these random animal parts, I just don't think I could do it. I, I, I don't know... Because it's like, does does it have a taste? Like, you wonder that when you watch it, too. You know what I mean? Like, does it smell? Does it have a taste? How terrible would that be, right? Like, the cow tongues part. And then I thought his point, like, it's from a policy perspective, not necessarily, it's not necessarily about throwing more money at it. It's about it's about using the dollars we've got. Let, let's get better with our current stewardship, figure out what we need to spend money on that we currently have, and how do we improve to determine how much money is really needed? That's an interesting take. Because if I think about how big the school systems are, I think about how many buildings there are, I think about how, much, how many employees there are, how big the system is, how do you redirect dollars? And, and that's going to be you know, a lengthy conversation internally in Raleigh and at local levels. And there's lobbyist groups. There's all kinds of people that are going to get involved in that conversation. Uh, but still, at the end, I think he agreed, and, and I, I won't argue with it. I don't, excuse me, know anybody who would argue with it, but paying teachers more certainly is part of it. Here's my thing with paying teachers more. Look, and this is just, I'm married to a teacher. I'm married to a teacher. You get 10 weeks off for summer. There's not a lot of jobs where you get that much time off. I'm not saying that they don't deserve more. I'm not saying that. I'm not, don't, don't say I said that. All I'm saying is when, when calculating a benefits package, how much weight do you put on the fact that for 10 weeks, you don't have to work in a year? 10 weeks. That's a long time. I'm just throwing it out there. What, what value do we put that as in the benefits package? And the state health plan for just an employee, I'm not talking about with family, spouse, adding that, that, that and then the price gets ridiculous. But the cost for uh, just the employee is a very reasonable cost and pretty decent coverage. It's hard to find a package altogether and one that worked for healthcare because we're all different and the prices are all just crazy. But I just thought that was an interesting take. Um, not necessarily throwing more dollars, but being good stewards with the money that we are throwing at it currently. Bill, what was your take? Uh, you heard the conversation there. What, what did you think of? of you, you don't get very political very often, but what's, uh, what's your thought on, on Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson? The vibes are up. <laughs> good energy. I liked him. He sounded passionate. Sounded like he had his head on his shoulders. So Definitely passionate. Yes, which you got you gots to be. He doesn't, he doesn't shy away from his convictions. Yes. That's one of the other I can appreciate that for sure. He, he, I've met him previously face-to-face, -face, and then now being able to speak with him over the phone, he does not shy away. And, and for our digital fam, you guys heard when we went to break on radio, we asked him. I asked Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson, I asked him, why did you endorse Trump? Because I wanted to know, because that's what everyone wants to focus on, right? And politics right now, it's either, are you for Trump or are you against Trump? That's what it's turned into. It's no longer about individual policies. It's become about, are you for or are you against Trump? And he endorsed Trump. And I asked him why. And he stood by his convictions because President Trump has stood by his convictions. No matter what, no matter what the media has thrown at him, no matter what people have said about him, he's stood by his convictions. And so you got you to applaud that to an extent. And so if that's the character, uh, you know, character trait that Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson uh, appreciates of President Trump, it's hard to knock that. 
it's hard to knock like, hey, do, uh, how fast do you stand to your convictions when, when you're put up against pressure? That's something we all could look at internally and, and make a decision about. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, the other part that I, that I again, I, I go back to, and we, we brought it back full circle, the fact that even that he watched Fear Factor too, I just felt like there was just a good symbiotic relationship there. Right. Like, hey, you're an elected official, you're lieutenant governor, way more clout than I'll ever have, and we watched the same show. Like, that felt cool. He's people too. Yeah. And he's about the people. And uh, so again, but we'll, we'll throw the open invitation for anybody who's running for office. You're welcome to come on the show. Good morning, LK, and we're going to talk. Now, we're going to talk about some policy. Don't be making up crazy policies and then not expect me to press you on it. We're going to talk policy. We're going to talk policy. It's not just rhetoric. I'll let you get your talking points in. Sure. But we're going to talk policy because I think we live in an area of educated people. Right. I think people here, particular in the Lake Norman, Statesville, North Charlotte area, we're educated. And it does, I'm not talking about everyone's got a bunch of highfalutin degrees. I'm talking about life experiences, understanding how the game works. It's, it's, it's our lives. Sure. And it's, it's real decisions that have to be made. DOT, infrastructure, we drive on roads every day. Very few people don't have to leave their house every single day. Most people... I got here using a road. You sure did. Multiple. Multiple roads in multiple different cities, multiple different jurisdictions. And how does all that play together? Sure. And so it's a, it's a reasonable conversation. It's a reasonable conversation. And we want to have more of those conversations. We're not even close yet to the election season. People are like, oh, my gosh, it's coming upon us. It is, but it ain't even close yet. We ain't even got the primaries yet. I don't even think all the filing dates are done yet. Not even close to that. So there's a lot, there's a lot of time left. Uh, a lot of moves can be made. And so uh, we're, we're grateful to be able to have some of these conversations. We're going to have Bill Russell on uh, after the next break. Got to get debriefed on what happened last week during the morning show while I was gone. Listen to a little bit of both days. Hey, I was on vacation, but I enjoy listening to the radio. So I, I, I got my, my morning fix a little bit. Uh, so we'll hear from Bill Russell, hear how it went. Him and Joe Vagnone had a little bit of a bet going on between each other. I, I, I think if, if, I'm, if I'm correct, I think Joe Vagnone won the quantification of the bet. Am I right about that, Bill? You would be correct. Okay. However, however, stipulation, Bill Russell brought me some of those delicious tomatoes. Oh, he did? Oh, yes. Okay, so maybe the votes have been changed. I might be doing some tinkering. And maybe here. maybe the tally has readjusted. The tomato tally is a <laughs> is a factor. It factors into it pretty pretty heavily. So okay, well uh, we'll we'll get a, the debriefing from him, and then we're also going to hear from Joe Berg because uh, USA has been playing uh, in the World Women's World Cup. How's it been looking for them? Building the deep, you know, help me out before I talk to Joe so I don't sound dumb. But how how did that go? Uh, I think they tied with uh, Netherlands. Okay. Um, you know, I actually really like the way the Netherlands played. I mean, I think America has better athletes. Like okay. They could probably play more than one sport and be great. Um, but the Netherlands had some great skill. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how it all it all plays out. I think the tie kind of brings them, um, USA back down to a, uh, uh, you know, we can be scored on. Yeah. You know, we're not this unbeatable thing. So a little dose of reality might be good for us. Um, well, it sounds like Joe Berg's going to have to eat some humble pie because he was talking about that USA is going to win like 3-0. He was throwing out numbers I like mean, could that. We, could they have? E I mean, easily. Like I said, we have standout athletes with who make great efforts. Um, it's just about 
you know, you can't use your hands. You can't. <laughs> they got to use soccer. their feet. And, um, you know, sometimes hard to kick that ball in that really big goal. Maybe maybe that would make baseball better if, if they couldn't use Chill their hands. out. And maybe that's that's what it would take Chill to make that an actual sport. out. Okay, sorry. My bad. I, I hit a the personal. Base, yeah, the baseball slander must end. <laughs> He's not going to stand for it. Not going to stand for it. <laughs> Good morning, LKN844 Studio 4. Uh, maybe you got a take on, on what we talked about with, with Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. Uh, let me know your thoughts because you're the people. It's it's up to you. It's elected officials. Your vote counts, and so we're gonna we'd love to hear from you. Uh, gonna have Bill Russell on on the other side of this break, and then after that, Joe Berg. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. Keep it right here. Justin will be right back with more Good Morning LKN on the new 1059 100.7 WSIC. Take your favorite WSIC shows with you anytime by going to WSIC News wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. Bill the Buffer on the sticks. Joining us on the phone is Bill Russell. The whole Bill Bill conversation. Did you guys end up working that out during the morning show, by the way? Did you guys figure out the whole Bill Bill thing? Or no, did that did that not transpire? I'm just trying to... I like being called Bill, especially around Bill Russell, because it makes me cooler. That's true. Right. That's so true. I, I'm not going to let it go. Well, I, I want go. people to call me Bill Russell, to be honest. Bill Russell, did you, did you figure out the whole Bill thing? Maybe we already <laughs> resolved it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just behind and just lagged in my brain at this point on Monday. Bill on the sticks. Explain that to me. I don't understand the bill on the sticks. Yeah, it's an age thing. I, like, if we're going to get down to brass tacks, it's it's an age thing here, Bill Russell. Uh, video games, kids playing video games when 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 you're uh, when you're driving. It's just on the sticks. It's 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 like the new thing kids say now that I don't understand. Bet. Have you heard kids say bet? I, I don't. I don't. I don't follow that one yeah, very well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how was the weekend? So you enjoyed your vacation? Yeah, had a, had a good vacation. Oh, the weekend was. Go ahead. Yeah, the weekend was great. The great. I was got back in the garden and pulled out some tomatoes, so I can bring uh, you and Bill some tomatoes this afternoon. You know, I had some of those tomatoes last time. I uh, Demi threw them on a BLT, and wow! I mean, that the it it really is a difference from buying store bought tomatoes versus homegrown. <laughs> Yes, there is. There's nothing like fresh corn and tomatoes and watermelon and cantaloupes out of your own garden. Well, I want to say thank you for last week. You 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 pulled a double shift because you had your show, Town Talk, that airs every Wednesday from four to five, and then you sat in too and guest hosted Good Morning LKN on Thursday. And I had a chance to listen. I had a chance to call in and, and chat with you guys. I love the radio, so still, even on vacation, I still wanted to be part of it. Uh, it's hard to let things go. I'm stubborn that way. Uh, but I enjoyed listening to the show. What would you say was your biggest takeaway from from hosting the show? I actually just sat back and and listened, uh, you know, Andy Andy talking about the the voter trends and Senator Sawyer coming in and Representative Bradford calling in and um, former Mayor Anarella weighing in on on what he saw was going on in Huntersville and and uh, Jeff Tart, uh, you know, a, a two no excuse me three term senator and three term mayor. I I actually just sat back and listened and learned, but I think the the biggest takeaway if somebody could go back and and I know you stored those on YouTube um, with Andy talking about 
the voter trends and the shifts and what's happening uh, with our electorate in Troutman, in Statesville, Morrisville, North Mecklenburg. It was fascinating. What do you think is the uh, biggest uh, kind of story topic that will be as we move toward elections locally? Uh, three things, absolutely. Uh, traffic development in schools. Uh, you're, we're still going to be talking and focused. And I think Mooresville has a school board election. Certainly classroom space or the lack of. I'm actually meeting with uh, CMS this week on what the bond package will have for North Mecklenburg, because we absolutely have to have improvements uh, in, in the public school system in North Mecklenburg and Cornelius Davis and Huntersville. Traffic uh, continues to be something that, you know, we'll be talking about in the transportation improvements that we're trying to make, uh, making sure that we have the infrastructure in place and, and development. Um, that's, that's a big issue on people's mind. But the fact of the matter is, if you're not a growing community, you're a dying community. If if you're meeting with them this week, do you have any hope uh, for CMS that the bond package will include anything for the North Mech region? Oh, it already does, uh, and that's what we're going to go over. There there are there are projects within the bond package, and and so we're going to sit down and uh, at least ask you who is the uh, chair. We're going to go over you know what's what's in store for North Mecklenburg, um, and what are those improvements specifically. So we want to sit down and, and make sure that we know uh, what's being discussed. Uh, and then the chamber will weigh in whether or not we're going to go out there and support the package or stay neutral on it because there's not enough in there for us. But certainly we want to sit down and, and talk to her and see, you know, how we are going to benefit and what improvements can be made in our school system. Not that you and I are professional school folks by any stretch of the imagination, but but curious from a business perspective, do you think expanding current schools or building new schools uh, is, is a better approach? And you may not have even an opinion about it, but I'm just curious. Well, you're going to have to have both. I mean, you, you, you have new communities uh, popping up, and so you need to build the schools closer to where the kids are. I mean, you just pointed out a while ago about, uh, you know, people still driving to their jobs. Well, you got to have schools where the kids live. So, You've got to make those improvements, and you've got to, you've got to bring in new schools. This same thing with economic development. You know, a lot of times uh, people think that the chamber and the economic development community uh, is simply going after new corporations to come to the lake, and we are. But it's just as important to grow the existing business and industry as, that you already have. Mayor Washam on the air previously, uh, mayor of the town of Cornelius, he had mentioned previously an in-town trolley system as far as for local transportation. What's your take on that? I've been hearing him and uh, the commissioners talk about that. Certainly, right now, there's not a lot. There's there's a lot of downtown destination in Cornelius, but there's not a lot of tra uh, you know a lot of parking opportunity. So uh, there's no parking deck currently in downtown Cornelius. So we've got to look at how do we get people to where they want to go, and certainly the Kane Art Center and some of the other businesses that are that are, have open and are opening are going to draw more cars. And so how do we handle that? That I think in town would be cool. Like being a Cornelius resident myself, right? It makes sense. Or if there's some kind of trolley, let's say goes around the Catawba loop, goes down, I'll call it old Statesville. Cause I never remember if it's one fifteen or 21. Let's talk about, you know, Westmoreland, Bailey road, Statesville. And old, like you create some type of multiple, you know, loop going on there for in town traffic. Here's the issue I foresee though. If they stop this trolley at like 10 or 11 o'clock, 
what about all those people that are just out stranded at that point? Like they got, hopefully they at least think about the 2 a.m. folks that are still out having a good time. What do you think? Yeah, you're going to have to have extended hours and uh, that, that would be something that would have to be built in. Whether, whether or not the ridership is there or not, you're going to have to continue to have the, the trolley running back and forth. So yeah, absolutely. What do you think is from a business perspective then, right? Because you really are, are keen on the small businesses. So for moving forward, what are the needs of small businesses right now? Well, again, it, it goes back to what we've talked about with this Cornelius business park that was propositioned. Um, there's not enough space. We don't have the product here to be able to locate some of the small businesses that we need. That was one of the things that the, the, the commerce, I mean, the Cornelius Business Park inside of Bailey Park would have done was allow uh, businesses that are looking for 2,000 to 10,000 square feet of having adequate office space. We don't have that in Cornelius. And so um, that's certainly lacking. And, you know, we still have some issue with staffing issues, making sure that we have uh, employees that we can get for our, our position. So that's, that's another thing that people are still looking at. So staffing and product or, or space to be able for your, to get your business. Your show town talk airs Wednesdays from four to 5 PM. You, you lined up and ready for this week or are you, you taking a couple of days hiatus after I made you do double work last week, really triple work. <laughs> now we've got, uh, uh, we have a program at the chamber called leadership Lake Norman. And we're, we've got three graduates of that program. Uh, Don Kakitis, uh, Brian Sisson, and uh, Douglas Marion, who is the board chair of the Chamber of Commerce. And they're, they're going to talk about their experiences, and they'll talk about their businesses, too. So we're looking forward to that. And uh, you've got Joe coming in today. He's, he's all boasting, and he's happy. Uh, I guess you, you heard that Joe uh, kind of pulled out all the stops. Even had his, uh, Justin, he even had his niece call in. He had his, he had his niece as one of his callers so that he could try to best me. I, I was curious, was that really his niece or did he hire a child actor? I wasn't sure about that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't want to shatter his confidence. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to let it go. But I will tell you that in terms of listenership, I had someone calling in from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I've got a broader listenership, but you know, okay, Joe, Joe's still the king of, of Friday mornings for sure. That's his old slot. You, you know, got he, those tomatoes too, Mr. Russell. Yeah, there you go. The tomatoes too. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's that, right. That helps sway the vote sometimes around here, at least. Uh, so, you know, because we've got that top-notch journalism going on here, though, so we're going to try to be as fair as we can uh, at all times. So, no, but I, <laughs> I appreciate your time, Bill. Uh, looking forward to your show Wednesday. Town Talk airs every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. He's Bill Russell, president of the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce. Bill, appreciate you. I hope you have a great week. You too, Justin. All right, there you go. Bill Russell, who was a uh, guest host of Good Morning LKN on Thursday. He's, uh, he was a good sport with, with Joe Vagnone. Uh, Joe Vagnone's personality is bigger than life, and, uh, but Bill Russell ha had some big hitters come through. Sounds like he had some big hitters come through. I, I must have missed part of the show because I didn't hear all those people that he, he rattled off there. So, uh, Bill, if, if you had to take a separate kind of poll, not, not comparing saying one show was better than the other, both were great. Uh, but what what were the two different vibes of the show Thursday and Friday? Because they're completely different personalities, right? I mean, Bill uh, Bill Russell's was more locally based, really informative, you know, about what's going on right here, right now. 
um, in terms of these local elections coming up. Really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. Joe Vagnone was like, uh, like throwing a bouncy ball as hard as I can in the studio and just wondering where it's going to end up. Um, which, again, extremely entertaining. Absolutely. Um, yes. Yeah, so I thought both were awesome in their, in their own regard. And, uh, you know, that's what we have here at WSIC, a little something for everybody. And that's really what it's about is just giving you – you can choose the content you want. We give it available to you on demand at any time, WSICnews.com. If you click on radio shows, you'll see all the different personalities. And like Bill Russell even humbly mentioning, Joe Vagnone's show, Local Biz Now – airs on Mondays from 4 to 5 p.m. So Joe Vagnone will be in the studio actually later, 4 o'clock. You're going to check out his show. Joe Berg coming up on the other side of this break. You're listening to Good Morning LKN. Justin Gazepis coming back. Keep it right here. Justin will be right back with more Good Morning LKN on the new 1059 100.7 WSIC. Good morning, OKN. Justin Kazepis, Bill's on the sticks. Got to get some sports in for the day. Because I missed, I, I didn't watch a whole lot. Like I said, I watched a little bit of the 3M tournament yesterday. Homeboy was up like 10 strokes. It was like, I think it was, it was at the point I was watching it, it was like 23 under par. The next best was like 16 under par. How, how close was that to, to the end result there at the 3M tournament yesterday, Joe Berg? Oh, you're asking me about that, huh? Well, I mean, you're the sports director for WSIC. I feel like you're my direct source of all things sports. Oh, I definitely am. Well, it went good. Uh, Hodges t- took the win there. He was shot 24 under. Uh, next closest was 17 under, so it was kind of a runaway. I like Tony Finau. I enjoy watching Tony play golf. Uh, how did he end in the turn? Do you know where he ended at in the Yeah, tournament? he's uh, tied for seventh at, uh, at 15 under. Ouch. That's, a, that's the thing about golf is one stroke. You know what I mean? That moves you around a lot. It does. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't like these golf courses where we see 17 under, 20 under. Let's give them something a little challenging. Come on. Too easy. Way too easy. Like baseball. Well, I don't know if you have to go that far. That was a little unnecessary. Sorry, it's Monday. That's my fault. That's my it fault. is a Monday. Baseball is up and, up and running right now. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. We have trades. Uh, teams winning, losing. The Angels are making a real play to make these playoffs. It's it's getting uh, heated up. Look, you're trying to avoid the subject right now. You told me that USA was going to win three nil against the Netherlands. What the heck happened? I I have no idea. I'll tell you what. That first half that they played against the Netherlands was just hard to watch. It was. Uh, upsetting to say the least and you know the way they played in the second half had they played that way the whole game they probably would have won 3-0 okay but it doesn't matter if if somebody made a bet based on what you told them you just lost them a bunch of money how does that make you feel uh, it makes me feel fine i mean we're in north carolina where that's not even legal so maybe they should be thinking about what they're doing this is why i don't bet this is exactly why i don't bet and it's not because i would lose based on my own it would be, be- because of the friends i hang out with <laughs> <laughs> this is the bigger issue right now. So what does it mean for USA now that they only tied the Netherlands? Okay, so it, it doesn't mean that they're out yet. Uh, it doesn't mean that they're in. They haven't clinched, so they are leading their table uh, with four points. The Netherlands also has four points now, Portugal with three. So the U.S. plays Portugal early, early tomorrow morning, 3 a.m. our time. 
That's early. If if Portugal wins, the U.S. needs the Vietnam to beat the Netherlands to stay in. If the U.S. wins or draws, they're pretty much in. They are in. There's nothing that can happen because Portugal will be out, and whatever happens with the Netherlands happens. But the U.S. has to either win or draw. They control their own fate, uh, but they still can get knocked out of this tournament. Who's favored in the game tomorrow? The U.S. is definitely favored. Uh, Portugal, not the best women's program. They're not even one of the top five teams to, uh, as far as odds to win the whole thing. Uh, so the U.S. is favored. They should be winning this game. I, I've been expecting them to keep winning, and we're going we're gonna to stay on that train. So people with their Caesars Palace app out right now, what's the spread? Well, I'm not one of those Caesar Palace app people. Oh, okay. like, like I said, we're in North Carolina. This stuff isn't even legal. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure it out right now, man. I'm trying to help people out, people trying to make a buck, and they're doing it anyway. Look, anyway, what, look, what, it, what is then the rest of the weekend like as far as sports that I missed? I know Charlotte FC had a game. How did that yes. go? They did have a game. They won 4-1 to one against Nexaxa. Uh, in their final group play game. They now go to the knockout stage. Uh, so they did move on, which is nice. They won 4-1. to one. So finally a convincing win where they could just, you know, handle the game. And we didn't have to worry too much. The last time they won a game, they went into penalties. And before that, it was right before this eight-game winless streak. So uh, definitely a positive going into the knockout stage of League's, uh, leagues Cup. What's all this baseball stuff going on? You said a lot of baseball's happening. There's a lot of trades happening. Where oh, yeah. are we standing? Where's everybody standing? Well, so right now the Texas Rangers and the Los Angeles Angels are the two teams that are making the biggest pushes at the deadline. Uh, the Angels just uh, brought in Randall Grichuk and C.J. Krohn from the Rockies, which is a massive move. And before that, they brought in a couple of pitchers from the White Sox. Um, the Texas Rangers went out and acquired Max Scherzer from the Mets, which is huge because he's one of the two pitchers that the Mets were paying uh, an insane amount of money to uh, in order for that team to be good, and they haven't been good at all this year. So they're selling. Uh, they have Verlander on their team also. Growing thought around the league apparently is that he will get moved but he does have a no-trade clause, so if he gets traded to somewhere he doesn't want to go, he can veto that. He can decide if he wants to go somewhere or not. There is a clause in his contract that says if he gets traded, he can deny it. Would you deny it? It depends where I'm going. Where would you not want to go? Baltimore. Joe. <laughs> Joe. No, no, no. I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would go to Baltimore. See, me personally, if you're talking about who I am as a person, I would say no to Boston 10 times out of 10. All day. But all day, every day. Uh, but right now, I wouldn't want to go to somebody like, I don't know, the Cubs. I probably wouldn't want to go to the Angels. Uh, I wouldn't want to go to anybody who's still out. The Marlins. You know, the guys that are on the outside looking in, even the Yankees, I don't know if, if I'm a player, I would want to go to them right now because they just got embarrassed on Sunday Night Baseball. Isn't that your squad, though? Well, it's my, like, it, it used to be. I mean, I'm now, I'm now for the entire league here. I can't pick and choose one team unless the, the scoreboard is bandwagoning a team, you know, which we are, the Cincinnati Reds. They had a good uh, series against the Dodgers. Of course they did. They're making the playoffs. The Reds are the most electrifying team in the league. 
easy now, Joe. Do you, I don't know. Do you, you think... tuned into ESPN last night because the Baltimore Orioles stepped up to the plate, and in the first inning they put up seven they runs. Did. They did put a nice crooked number up in that first inning against Luis Severino of the Yankees. Ouch. That's yeah. got to hurt for you to have to say that, Joe. I mean, I don't, I don't expect too much from the Yankees this year. They, they've kind of missed their window. Uh, they had that, that run in, at the end of the 2010s where they were going to the ALCS almost every single year, and they kept running into the Houston Astros, and the Houston Astros would keep cheating their way into the World Series. All right, August 1st is tomorrow. That means that NFL starts very, very soon. What's it looking like uh, in the NFL? Any big big news coming out, or are we all oh, just kind of sitting, sitting, waiting? No, there's some, there's some real juicy stuff going on right now with Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, went on Twitter over the weekend uh, to basically call out the running backs saying, you guys negotiated a CBA with us. It took years to do this. We're not redoing this just for one position group because they think they're underpaid. Well, Jonathan Taylor and his agent are now trying to get out of Indianapolis. He's requested a trade. He's come into camp reportedly saying that he has a back injury, uh, which now the Colts are going to put him on the non-football injured list. And if he misses an entire year, his contract just gets pushed to next year. So it's kind of like he, you know, went away for a year, decided not to play, and they kept him under contract. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting situation as we get to the, the rest of the season here. I don't even care about the beginning of the year anymore. I want to know what's going to happen in the offseason with this because the running back market has been just off the walls. I thought you talked about this whole injured reserve situation previously. Like, are they injured? Are they not? Like, aren't you just playing or you're not playing? Didn't you talk about that last week or a week before? Um, I don't believe so. I might have talked about that a little bit, um, but it could have been in terms of baseball with players going on the 10-day or 60-day injured list. That's why I'm not remembering it. That's exactly why I'm not remembering it. Okay, now it makes sense. Okay, Joe Berg, WSIC Sports Director, uh, giving you all that top-notch journalistic integrity of sports as it relates. And and he's endorsing the Caesars Palace app. That's the one he's choosing as far as uh, which way to go if you're going to do that. Just make sure you use a VPN. Okay, wow. Okay. Okay. Now we're 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 into it. it. Okay, good morning, LKN. Uh, It's almost the work day. You better get going. You're going to be late. We're coming right back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. Happy National Holidays Day. Just there's always a holiday going on, and uh, there's always something you can celebrate. It's, it's fun to celebrate. National Mutt Day. M-U-T-T. Like dogs. Just all the mutts of the world. You ever had a mutt? I got one. You got one? Oh, yeah. Jabbo? Jabbo. Oh, yeah. Jabbo's a mutt. But Jabbo, Jabbo leans toward a particular breed, right? Uh, uh, Dotson? No, no, no. He's like a chihuahua something, something, something. But He's a mutt. He's all anger. <laughs> Not one to mess with. No. Uh, Hawaii Flag Day. Okay. A little celebration there. Celebration of uh, the flag of Hawaii. They get their own day. International Lifeguard Appreciation Day. Now, that's something I can get behind. That's appropriate. I can get behind that. We're getting close to the end of the season. Yes, sir. You know, so a lot of people losing their jobs soon. Yep. 
Many thanks. Unfortunately. Right. You know, what do you do in the offseason as a lifeguard? I appreciate you, but you, we don't need you. you Got to go. Yeah. National Avocado Day. You uh, big on avocados? Love an avocado. It's a uh, superfood. Superfood, a little guac? Yeah, a little nature's butter. A little, little guac action. Been using the avocado oil while cooking instead of uh, okay. regular oil. Yeah. Right? Trying to use avocado you oil like or coconut oil. Yeah. 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 I like, I, I, I've done the coconut oil. I've yeah. done the avocado oil. I like them both. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with either of them. Uh, National Diana Day. Just celebrating all the Dianas of the world. Wait. Just all of them. All of them. One day, let's get them all out there. Let's get this over with. Celebrate Diana. Good for Diana's. Uh, bills, we need to step up. We need our own day. There might be a National Bills Day. I don't know. National Jump for Jelly Beans Day. You, if you jump, you, someone's supposed to hand you a jelly bean. Wait a minute. Who's who's prepared for that? Wait a minute. I'm just saying. I didn't prepare for that one. No. I should have. Yes. You combo that with National Take a Selfie with Somebody Random Day. Did I tell you that my 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 mother took your advice and in Akron, Ohio, she got a selfie with a random person? How did it go? It was actually a very pleasant exchange. No. Yes. Yes. She uh, went up to the person, introduced herself, told her that, uh, you know, asked her if she could take a picture with her. Just random. Yes. And put a smile on the person's face, I bet. Yes, it did. It did. Wow. Yeah. Hugged it out at the end. Went Hugged it out? Ways. Yes. Threw a hug it in the mix? Yep. They're That's good, how you know There are good people out here, man. That, and people just want to hang out with good people. Indeed. Good people vibe with good people. And that sounds like a great recipe right there. Speaking of recipes, National Raspberry Cake Day. Big on the razzes? I love a raspberry. I've never had a cake form. Noah's a big fan of raspberries. A bit tangy for me. Sure. As it relates on the fruit spectrum. Sure. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely down a cake. Uh, the picture I'm seeing, <laughs> uh, couples, it looks like raspberry with a cheesecake. Solid combo there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got no issue with that yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, that sounds nice. Uh, this definitely looks like a personal pan dish. Uh, shredded wheat day. Cereal. Okay. Like, uh, you know, shredded wheat. Right. You know, the. I, it looks kind of like Berber. Right. You know, like a Berber carpet kind of cereal. Correct. That's the be best way I can think of it. Uh, a little a little grainy in the mouth, but they say it's right. good for you. Sure. So it's got all, all your. Get them uh, grains, kids. An uncommon instrument awareness day. So not your typical drums, guitar. Right. Saxophone. The ones I can't think of. Anything you can't think of that's an instrument. Like like even go beyond the triangle. Right. Right? Like like you can think of that. Sure. Think of, you know, a bowl that was not originally intended to be an instrument. Correct. At some point somebody named it an instrument name. It no longer was a bowl. It was a somnambulistic Yes. Instrument. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate that. I see what you did. Uh, World Ranger Day. Also, uh, so saying, uh, paying tribute to the unsung heroes who protect, preserve, and defend America's dwindling wilderness. Forest Rangers. I'll observe. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a few birthdays then, too. And, and really, the, the, the birthday show is next. Right. The home ad show is where if you've got a birthday, you want to call in because you're going to have the opportunity to win some prizes. I got to give him a call today. I got somebody's birthday. Okay, there, and there's a few birthdays. Little Uzi. Little Uzi. Uh, little Uzi. It, little Uzi's birthday is today. Uh, the rapper. Don't know if you know. Have you heard of Little Uzi before? Oh, yeah. I'm not familiar. 
Uh, I may know a song. I just don't know who sings anything anymore. I'm not up on the newest hits. Yeah, he's uh, he's entertaining. Mark Cuban's birthday. Okay. So we're definitely expecting a call-in from Marky Mark. Uh, Anytime now. For, for the home ad show. So, Pat, be prepared. Mark Cuban's going to call and put his birthday on the list. Little Uzi. Uh, J.K. Rowling, also her birthday. Awesome. And uh, let's see. There was somebody else. Oh, Harry Potter. Coincidentally, the same day as J.K. Rowling's birthday. Now, that is strange. Do you think she planned that on purpose? I would say only she did. Uh, she wrote it, her, right? Her universe, right? She, she wrote the book, and so uh, we're expecting to hear from... Uh, if not Harry, someone at Hogwarts to call in and and add him to the birthday list uh, during the home ad show. So a few few big names that are going to be calling in to to Pat's show today, the home ad show, which airs at nine o'clock, um, nine o'clock, nine to eleven, Monday through Friday. You want to buy something, sell something, trade something? Maybe you found something. Maybe you lost something. You got a birthday. You got an anniversary. You call Pat Shannon. You talk to Pat Shannon, he gets your name on the list if you got a birthday or anniversary, and you're going to win prizes. Because at 1045, he spins that ginormous wheel and gives away prizes every single day. And that's what you want. You want to win prizes. So it's always good to, uh, to hang out with Pat Shannon, and he's coming up at 9. I'm going to go see Pat Shannon in Statesville after this. I'm going to head on up there and go see him and, and see everybody up there. There's somebody new joining the WSIC team tomorrow. It's a, it'll be his first day. Uh, so you'll have an opportunity, hopefully, to hear from him. His name is Ben. And so you're going to hear from Ben tomorrow. Brand new team member for WSIC. He starts tomorrow. We're going to introduce you to him. We're also probably going to check in with Richard Shannon, our digital community manager, tomorrow as well. Just want to get the scoop on what's going on in the digital sphere. There's a lot of y'all out there. Richard's always throwing some posts up, talking to you guys, engaging with you. Going to get a feel from Richard to find out what is specifically happening in that world. I was researching a little bit uh, about this new phenomenon going on, blue light glasses. Demi ordered a pair of blue light glasses to help with her vision. And I, I'm not convinced yet of blue light glasses. I'm not saying that there's not long-term benefits. I don't know. Frank Horvath, our engineer, stands by it. Bill Nat stands by it. Yep, I got a pair too. You've got a pair. Demi now has a pair. Are we all going to be walking around with blue light glasses because of all the screens? Is that what's going to... The future is like everyone's wearing glasses. Right. It's almost it, Now it's going to turn to if you're not wearing glasses, you're the weird one. We'll have like LASIK blue, blue, uh, blue light deflectors. Deflectors. Yeah. yeah. They make monitors now with no like reduced blue light. I think I was seeing too, like when I was on Amazon. Like if you go to look at like a monitor now, they have a non blue light version, which I don't know how that's possible. I don't understand again the technology side of it. Are the studies really there that say that blue light is bad for the eyes? Or are we just throwing a shot in the dark and giving it a try. Right. I'm not sure where the blue light stuff uh, came from, but they're definitely uh, definitely looking at a lot of screens. At what point did blue lights come into play? Or have blue lights always been there? Like, if I think back to the old tube TV, like, mm. back in the day as a kid, we had this Mondo-sized TV thing. It wasn't, like, massive, like, 16. It wasn't even 16 inch or anything like that. But it was just Mondo in the sense of it was encased in this wood grain box, so you couldn't move it around the living room and it just sat on the floor. 
And so did that have blue lights back in the day? Like, have I been subjected to these blue lights my entire life and didn't know it? Or did we add blue lights into the TV at some point to make the picture quality better? You're asking all the right questions, my friend. I'm trying to find out the answer. Because I feel like if we're all of a sudden going to have these issues with blue lights, well, I need some, and we need someone to identify for us at what point. Who put blue light in my TV? Who dare put blue light? And if you took blue light out, would we not see the color blue anymore? A great question. Like, is it just a particular light, or is it the color blue? Blue's a good color. Solid color. I feel like we use a blue in a lot of different things. Yeah, it's very calming. Could you imagine removing blue from your day? Just the color. There was no blue whatsoever in your day. Blinded by the blue. See? And if, 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 what would you sub it in for? Green? Red? Mm. Orange? Maybe magenta. Too much? Mm. You're telling me that blue is more harmful than magenta to my eyes? What about cyan? You a big cyan fan? Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about printer cartridges right now. Right. It's what? Cyan, magenta, and... I'm thinking about that raspberry cheesecake you mentioned. That's earlier. pretty good. Replace it. Put some, put some of that in my screen. Demi packed my lunch today, so I probably don't have any raspberry cheesecake in there. Hmm. I also did not get a shake this morning. I forgot my shake again. You thought I'd come back prepared, refreshed, recharged, ready to grab it. Nope, I didn't. I did not. And that's on me. You got tomorrow, though. Hey, tomorrow's the first. Tomorrow's the first. No longer the last, but the first. New month, new me. Is that what we're doing? Same me, though. Same me, different day. That's (laughs) how it works. Good morning, LKN. Uh, been, a, been a fun day. Thanks again to Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson for joining us earlier. Thanks to Joe Berg. Thanks to Bill Russell. Uh, you got Pat Shannon coming up next. And then after that, you've got Representative Jeff McNeely. Full day. Full lineup still here. Nobody's on vacation anymore. We're all back. We'll see you all tomorrow. Good morning, LKN.